Hi everyone, I'm WD and welcome to my podcast, A Big World from a Small Island. Today, I'll be interviewing Lisa Ely, a reality TV show producer and a broadcast journalist. Hi Lisa. Hello, how are you? Great, and you? I'm doing great, very exciting. So I'd like to interview you about your journalism career. How did you enter that world? Uh, I am very lucky that I kind of just found journalism. It was kind of by accident. In high school, I started out in my high school newspaper as a sports writer. And honestly, I took the class because I thought it was just going to be an easy class. A friend was the editor of the paper, and I was like, sweet, easy class. Well, I wound up winning some awards for some of my sports writing, and I got recruited by the University of Southern California, Fight on Trojans. Um, so I went to USC on a scholarship for journalism, but I had no intention of finishing my career as a journalist. I wanted to be an accountant, but my sophomore year, I took a introduction to broadcast television 101, and I was in studio, and my professor at the time was actually a working producer on 60 Minutes, and he somehow just ignited this excitement I had. And I found I was really good at telling a story and getting stories from people. So I wound up staying in the journalism school while I was at USC. I got a job in a newsroom, working in the sports room. And from there, my career just went crazy. So I have loved it. It was kind of by chance, but it was definitely the right fit for me. So I've absolutely loved my career. And why did you decide to produce reality TV shows? Uh, reality TV shows or nonfiction uh, television was a nice kind of segue from the newsroom. News and hardcore journalists uh, was a challenging field. I liked it, but I wanted to be able to really tell someone's story. It was also at a time when cable television was just starting to blossom. So Home and Garden Television, Food Network, a lot of these networks were opening up. So I happened again to be at the right place at the right time. And I was with a company that was kind of launching this new genre of television. And I've always loved to dabble in a lot of things. Maybe it's a little bit of an ego that I want to know a little bit about everything. And I love telling stories. And I found that nonfiction television was such a fun way to find a story about everyone. Every single person out there has a story. And in nonfiction reality television, you get to pull that out of people. You get to make just an average home cook this top chef celebrity. Or when you're doing a reality competition show, it's pretty exciting because you never know really what's going to happen. I'm really good at putting a story together and putting puzzles together. I'm not really great at writing it from my imagination. I like taking what people do and creating the story out of it. Um, and reality and nonfiction television, I've gotten to travel the world over and over. So it really afforded me an opportunity to go after something else I'm passionate about, and that is traveling. So I've been very lucky. It's been really fun. Um, I've done everything from history docs to home build shows to uh, The Amazing Race traveling as a competition show. 
making people do crazy things. I kind of have a little bit of a mean streak. So when I'm doing a challenge competition show, thinking about how I can safely have wires that they have to run through that might electrocute them. Um, <laughs> it's kind of fun and exciting. So I've been very lucky and it was all at the right time. Um, yeah. And just jumping right in whenever I can. Could you tell me more about how you produced the amazing race? Oh, the amazing race was absolutely a blast. So the amazing race is still on too. It's a challenge show where we send 12 teams of two around the world. And it had been my favorite show to watch. And I wound up, a friend of mine was the clue producer and the host producer, and he was starting to have a family and he needed to find a replacement for himself. And it was so great. It was such a great lesson in no matter where you work, do the best job you can. Because one day I randomly get this phone call and it's like, hey, would you be interested possibly in interviewing for my job at The Amazing Race? I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I loved it. So I wound up getting the job after about seven interviews and producing that was probably my one of my dream jobs. I got to, I was, it, it was hard because I had to be responsible. Every time a team goes into a different country, we write clues for them. It's like a giant scavenger hunt, but every clue has to be perfect. So you would show up in a country and you start sending them off. We never slept. It felt like I was constantly in the middle of the race because I would land in country. My teams would come in. I have to get to the next country because I always had to have the clues ready. So it was exciting. One In one year, I went to 54 different countries. So the amount of stories that I have, I did get to travel with the host, Phil Kogan. So I also directed all of his stand-ups, and, and we were there at the end of every single segment. So that was really a fun but challenging and exhausting job. Uh, but it was always, because it was a competition, everyone always thinks that everything's so produced. But because it was a competition for a million dollars, everything you see is real. It has, we as producers aren't allowed to interfere. So once I give them my clue, I don't say a word to them. So that was a pretty fun, new, different type of show that I did. I saw that you were part of a t reality TV show called Hitler's Children. How did you track them down? What was the process? Uh, Hitler's Children. Hitler's Children was a documentary for the History Channel that I did years ago. And we had somehow uh, the company I was working with made contact with a doctor who had saved birth records from a program in which Hitler was trying to breed the Aryan race. So back when he was tr trying to create the perfect race, he would take his blonde-haired, blue-eyed soldiers and basically forced them to have a child with a woman that he had picked. So regardless if they were married or not, they would go have a child. The women would then be housed in a military hospital and then the children would be born. At that point, those children would be taken away and they would be adopted into families that Hitler had chosen. Um, we had gotten the documents and this was the, the birth records these children were now 50 years old. So I was sent over to Germany with a small team and we actually had those records and we went one by one to find 
these children who were now adults um, to see. The real thing was the History Channel wanted to see everyone be the Aryan race. They wanted to find out if all those kids were really blonde-haired, blue-eyed. It wound up none of them were, or maybe one, um, but none of them knew that they were born of the program. So our story, we went out to go do something, but it switched into this very emotional story. I remember meeting this woman, Helga, who had no idea that she was born of the program, but she always felt like there was something about her life that didn't make sense. Um, on her birthday growing up, she was actually born on Hitler's birthday. So he, if you were born on his birthday, you were extra special and he would always send extra toys. And she never knew who they were from or why. But once we helped her put all these puzzle pieces together, she was overwhelmed and understood. Ironically, she had, I remember red hair and like these bright green eyes. So it was, it was an amazing documentary. It was emotional. It was extremely challenging for me because I don't speak German. So I also was dealing with a lot of people trying to, it was a detective. I was trying to find these people. So I was relying on my translators to help me, but it was a powerful documentary that taught me a lot. And I loved it because I didn't know a lot about the program before doing that. So again, that's part of using that journalism, but for nonfiction television was a really great mix in learning about world events. And I got to travel through Germany. Are you working on any stories right now? Oh, I love that. I, I am constantly always thinking and creating games. I often now, um, I've semi-retired from television. I spent 20 years as the live producer of the Rose Parade, which is the New Year's Day parade uh, based in Pasadena, California, but it's watched all over the world. And it's a two-hour parade. I did that for 20 years as well. Um, and that ended a couple years ago. So I kind of took a step back, but yes, I'm always thinking of that next documentary that I might want to do, or I get phone calls a lot. So I know like MTV's The Challenge is a challenge show because I did The Amazing Race. A lot of times I have producers calling me saying, hey, we can't get through this challenge or we're stuck. We don't know how to get this game going. Can you help us? So now I get to consult on a lot of shows without working full time. But if, if, if the right show called me again, I would jump on it. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, you're welcome. Super fun. Good luck to you and your career too. Thanks.